Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I'm your co-host, currently bathed in a lot of light, trying to figure that out. Codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern, whose favorite color is Blue Ninja. Codename Legion Cub. Ooh, that's one of my least favorite colors. Well, it'll come into play a little later in the episode. Noel, tell us, what's the number one song where you are? In heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Total of five people got that. Uh, We've got some people in the chat already. Mandalorian Jedi, it is indeed time to go, baby. Wotaj is here and Toy Reclaimer hanging out in the chat. Uh, we got some fun stuff planned for tonight. But before we get to all of that, I want to encourage everyone to check out audiblearmy.com where you can get exclusive content and the very, very best of Audible interlude. Uh, let me do a little add to stage here. $1.99 a month. We only have one tier. That's it. And that gets you everything. And everything includes my show notes before each episode is released, early and ad-free access to all audio episodes, exclusive video access to recordings of audio episodes, which we've got two of those up now, uh, our bi-weekly segment episodes where we'll cover Uh, older figures, toys, reviews, things like that. Uh, You can only get the video of that at audiblearmy.com. Early access to all G.I. Joe reviews on the Needless Things YouTube channel, the opportunity to vote on content for the show, early access to Audible Interlude merch, uh, and exclusive reviews, unboxings, and more. And I will tell you this right now, there are some reviews going up on audiblearmy.com Oh, wait, let me get a little better look at that. Uh, this week, that will not be going up on the Needless Things YouTube channel until next week. Uh, wave three of the G.I. Joe Ultimates from Super 7. Uh, my reviews are actually uploading as we speak, and I'll be sharing links to those as soon as they're done, as well as links to the early content from tonight's episode. Uh, This is the Needless Things YouTube channel where you can find all kinds of toy reviews, including the reviews of those G.I. Joe Ultimates uh, next week. Uh, I also, on AudibleArmy.com, because I like to have fun over there and do some weird stuff every once in a while, I did an unboxing of this. It's so cute. If you remember the weird egg thing that my wife got me for Christmas, this is from the same brand, Soldier Force. And this is a helicopter full of army toys. So just because I thought it would be fun, uh, I did an unboxing on audiblearmy.com. So I'll be doing, uh, in addition to early uh, access to G.I. Joe reviews, I'll be doing special vintage unboxings and all kearns of other stuff over there as well. So check out audiblearmy.com. Let's see here. Oh, our prizes also. We gave prizes away to five people who signed up the first week. Uh, So congratulations to Toy Reclaimer, Sean McCarthy, Craig Dukas, Jonathan Childress, and Matthew Hernandez. Uh, Your prizes are, they already know this, but their prizes are going to be headed out by the end of this week. We have shirts on Tee Public. Go to Audible Interlude Podcast 
on Instagram. Check out our pinned stories and the links in the bio uh, to go check out some shirts. And right now, I always say wait for the sale. Oh, this is the wrong slide. There we go. <laughs> uh, right now, the sale is on, I believe, until midnight. And what better way to say I love you? than with the gift of Audible Interlude. So go check out those t-shirts. And also check out last week's episode, the Audible Rumble. Oh, my gosh. Things got weird. Things got real weird. (laughs) Yeah, you have no idea. uh, If you haven't heard yet, you need to check it out, especially now that WWE's Royal Rumble has already happened. Uh, So you can picture in your head exactly how things went for the Audible Rumble. Although if you're a member of AudibleArmy.com, you can actually see it because the video is available there. Uh, Our next live stream, you guys, let's talk a little bit about G.I. Joe Day. So Hasbro has made... What? (laughs) How many announcements about G.I. Joe Day? Is it a big old goose egg? Um, yeah. Did they, did they make one. You mean you mean Xandar Day? <laughs> yes, Xandar Day is coming up uh, this Thursday. No, I don't know what's going on with that. And the problem is, last week they, uh, oh boy, Wotaj, did the Rumble cause a frenzy? I don't know. Are we talking animation Rumble and frenzy, or oh toy my gosh, Rumble right? and frenzy? Because that can start yeah. a fight. That's who is different. who. Uh, so last week Hasbro announced a Transformers live stream for the 31st for this Wednesday. And I can't remember aside from PulseCon, I can't remember Hasbro ever doing back-to-back live streams. So I'm kind of thinking they have forgotten about GI Joe day. Quick email Lenny and let him know. (laughs) Oh, he's watching right now and going, don't. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen there. So if we end up having big news to talk about after Thursday, our next live stream is going to be on February 5th, next Monday. However, if it's uh, kind of a slow, silent, then our next live stream will be February the 12th. So stay tuned. We'll let you know. All right, guys, I think we've got a few things to talk about. Uh, We've got some conversational pieces, and then we've got some actual news. Are we ready to get to it? All right. Uh, First thing I want to discuss, and it's really more a matter of clarifying something, I have here uh, on the Needless Things YouTube channel and on this show, I have said that I can't stand the multilingual file cards. And that I wish they would just print one language on there. Uh, We have discussed this a few times. But I want to be clear that this is an aesthetic aesthetics thing and not an English thing. I do not care which language they print on the file cards if they would just narrow it down to one so it didn't look like garbage. (laughs) I would be happier. So so this is not like some weird patriotic like rah-rah english language thing this is a i don't want it to be ugly 
Are you guys we, we are, you, are you guys picking up what I'm putting down here? Yeah, I never yeah. look at that way when you you said it because we don't get as much information as the original file cards when they have to cram so much on the back of the package. Yeah, and that's another issue is is we we're cut down from the paragraphs of information which by the way we're covering on our uh bi-weekly segment episodes of audible interlude uh the all the original file cards but we're cutting down the the paragraphs of information and the fun to like a sentence and it's just not it's not great so but but i do want to clarify that i just want it to look nice like i mean i don't know if they could maybe do a model where they do separate you know, separate versions of them that they release in different markets, maybe in areas where there's going to be more of a Spanish speaking audience. You print a bunch of the ones that uh, are in Spanish and you send them down there. Maybe if you're up towards, you know, towards Canada, you're printing more in French and you send them up that way. I don't know what the logistics of that would be. Um, you know, if you are printing multiple versions of packaging, um, but I well, and I think we've determined that's why they're they're doing the multilingual things. It's a cost thing. Yeah, yeah. So they can send the same product all over the globe, and I get that. But uh, you know, pick. I, here's here's the answer. Here's the answer. Put them all. Make them all in Esperanto. <laughs> I, Shatner would be able to read it. Yes. Toy reclaimer, I am with you. <clears throat> what is toy reclaimer saying? Or make them digital and select your language. As as much as Lenny and them talk about the world building and the play aspect, we're not getting that with the file cards that we have now. So I I do think that they are constantly missing out. I mean, look, I know that we don't all collect for packaging, but the aesthetics of this right here that has it all yeah this one Super seven stuff is gorgeous yeah versus that <laughs> right yeah walmart one yeah they're they're very different things uh or do you you know if if master and and, and look we're always going to come back to what mattel has done with masters of the universe origins which i think is the best retail line in the last 20 years if masters of the universe of the universe origins can pack a multi-page comic book in with every single figure they release, then pack a, a booklet of file cards in different languages so you can pull out whichever one you want and you've got your file card. Mm -hmm. and, and just mm -hmm. just put a cross-sell on the back of the package. That's fine. Anyway, that's that's our little discussion that I wanted to have about that there. <laughs> file, toy Reclaimer, file cards with no text. Hieroglyphics, that's the answer. <laughs> An all pictogram file card. Oh, or we get so you remember how like with Transformers they came with the little tech specs and you had the little mm -hmm. red barcode. Maybe what you do is you put the put it out and depending on which language is a different color layover and the red one could be maybe the English one. You have a blue one, then you could read it in Spanish. I don't know. I'm sure there's some technology out there that'll let us do that. Just use one universal card. Rachel is if, here, and Rachel suggests release them in binary. There you go. They're <laughs> all kinds after of all these years, you know, it's always been sort of from the desk we think of General Hawk or or from from Joe. Uh, what if now 
we're hearing Cobra's explanation on the file card. So you do put it in a co the Cobra law code. Oh, yeah. And let's make up a language. Exactly. <laughs> that's the way to do it. Wotaj. Wotaj says release it in Braille. That that's <laughs> but that's in a language. It would be English Braille or Spanish Braille. <laughs> that's not how Braille works. Um, all right. Do it all with just uh ESL like sign language symbols on the back of the package. Yes, absolutely. Or uh what what are the sim semaphore? Is that what the yeah, yeah, yeah. semaphore yeah. pilots use? Yeah. That would work. That would work also. Rec ship eighty five in the chat. Uh okay, let's see. Where are we? This is we're already delving into some nonsense tonight, and I love it. <laughs> uh so this past weekend we were not at Winterfest in Louisville, uh, which we'll talk a little bit about that more later, but I was busy meeting the hardcore legend Mick Foley. Uh had a great time at Days of the Dead in Atlanta. Mick Foley was an absolute sweetheart. I had a uh, nice little conversation with him. And I also got to see the Colonial Marines from Aliens uh, did a panel that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, told a lot of cool stories about like James Cameron, about their training uh, and just their fellowship on the set. It was awesome. I had a great time. So uh, I was not going to miss Mick Foley and the Colonial Marines, but we maybe could end up in Louisville later in the year. We'll find out. I think Rex Ship 85 is actually one of the ones kind of keeping an eye on that for us. Uh, Super 7 Ultimates 3. So first I showed you guys. Oh, let me do our little screen deal. Uh, so I held up Storm Shadow. And I will say Storm Shadow is nearly perfect. You'll notice Excalibur in his hand right there that it has a very nice glow-in-the-dark feature. You know, some of Super, Super 7's glow-in-the-dark has been a little hit or miss. This one is a hit. It's beautiful. Um, he look. I feel like I'm holding a cartoon in my hands right now. He just looks incredible. Uh, the Cobra Trooper. Same thing. It's like it's like holding a piece of animation history. His electro whip is actually flexible. I thought it was going to be a hard piece of plastic, uh, but it is a flexible, translucent piece. Uh, he comes with the stand, the sunbow weapons. I'm not showing all the accessories and everything here, but just the paint, the sculpt, everything is beautiful. And then the crown jewel of this wave this is a perfect scarlet figure the portraits are amazing uh the bolts enter she comes with two different crossbows and with removable bolts and they interact with both of the crossbows and they stay they slide into place and stay there uh just perfectly executed figure and to answer everybody's questions the skin is painted on all of them uh so they're gonna have to do a make good on flint and lady j at some point but just absolutely fantastic the unfortunate news is doc who is back in his box here my doc which is the one i was most excited for has a number of problems one of his heads is 
has paint scuffed off on the back. He's got a blotch of red on his forearm, uh, and his underarms are like, they're these terrible stress marks in his underarm joints. Uh, you can see them all in the video. If you're on, if you're signed up for audiblearmy.com, you can see those this week. Uh, if not, you can see my full reviews on the Needless Things YouTube channel next week. So, have you reached out to them? To yes, I, well, to I I reached out. Uh, I sent an email to Big Bad because these all came mm, from Big Bad. That's okay. why they're so much later. Because of course, I had determined I wasn't going to order from Super Seven anymore because Big Bad got everything first, and then Super Seven was like, "Oh, we're fixing that," and I was like, "Well, I already ordered from Big Bad." <laughs> um. So anyway, I sent an email to Big Bad. Haven't heard back yet, but they've always been top-notch about replacements uh, so and not that i've had a ton but but every time they've they've taken care of it no problem uh so because i that dock design wise is perfect but production wise has some issues uh let's see here wotage uh days of the dead yes it was in the hotel formerly known as the sheraton the Cortland Grand. The, and there, it is anything but grand, let me just tell you. That that place is uh, a couple rats short of a dump. Uh, I was there wow. the previous weekend for a different convention, and it was 14 degrees outside, and apparently they decided just they just wanted to carry that temperature over to the entire uh, lower level um, where all of the events were happening. So... Well, and it's funny because Friday night when we were there, uh, it was probably 85 degrees in in the event area. They overcorrected. So, yeah, they they were having some issues. And Mick, when I I walked right up to McFoley's table, there were like two people standing there. That was it. So I got everything I wanted taken care of real quick. But he told me, he said, you know, I was thinking about wearing my flannel and I'm really glad I didn't. I was like, yeah, it's a little toasty in here. And I, I went out. I'm not saying I had anything to do with them fixing the temperature, which they eventually did. But I went out and told one of the staff people, I was like, it is way too hot in there, in there and the guests are not happy. And she was like, oh, yeah, we're working on that. And I said, well, you got to get on that. It's ridiculous. And it did when we went back in there later on. Um, well, when I went back for the photo op, that I put the picture of up before it had been, it was cooling down. Well, at least that hotel has the nicest pool of all of the hotels in downtown Atlanta. Well, we didn't, uh, the (laughs) (laughs) hotel says the Cortland grand has trouble maintaining homeostasis. (laughs) You are not wrong. Uh, the, the biodome, it is not. (laughs) I wish Paulie Shore had been there. Oh my gosh. That would have made the whole weekend. He was, he's too busy playing Richard Simmons. Yeah. Oh, is that happening? Yeah. yeah no, you can watch the yeah, door that convinced them to make the 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 biopic. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's that. uncanny. Wow, how That's much amazing. he looks like him. Uh all right. So, from in, in an update on the Robo Skull, I mentioned I think two weeks ago that the smaller scale figures were going to be out by the end of the month and my three and three quarter inch wolf trooper o-ring should be here thursday i will be doing a review of that on the needless things youtube channel but of course audiblearmy.com will have early access as soon as i get it reviewed it will be available on audiblearmy.com 
Uh, and then I've got two more story type things, and these relate to what we've been talking about with supply lately and waiting for things to go on clearance and uh, manufacturers adjusting their production numbers. So I have already noticed Mattel's WWE figures having a very different availability than they previously have. Uh, at the end of the year, I mentioned Ringside Collectibles always does that insane sale at the end of the year. This year, the sale wasn't so insane, and a lot of the stuff that was released throughout the year was not in the sale. The past couple of years, pretty much anything that came out, you could get for five bucks at the end of the year. This year, there was a lot of stuff that never even made it to the sale. Uh, and one figure that I had planned to get, they did a Pat McAfee elite figure, and I love that guy. I think he's a big added value for WWE, and I have not, his figure is much more scarce than I would expect a pay-per-view oriented line to be. So I saw him in a store once and I grabbed him and I haven't seen him since. Uh, so th things are a little different is all I'm saying is, is the, the production numbers are being adjusted. What you got there, Noel? Little GI Joe news that just popped up. Uh, the Ooh. SMS is currently available for presale on AliExpress. For ninety one seventy, uh, its regular price is one thirty one on the site. So that I don't feel much... like that's going to be a hundred dollar item. No, I don't either. But it, I mean that that pretty much confirms that they're uh, probably going to announce it officially for presale pretty soon on uh, on Pulse. So thanks to our good friends at Full Force who just happened to break that here in the, since we started the live stream. Look, you're not gonna you're not gonna beat Full Force to any news ever. Yeah, Rick, Rick Chip eighty five, you are correct. Hasbro didn't really have a year in clearance on Pulse. Uh, they've got their clearance section, but they didn't have as expansive a sale as they did last year. Because if you remember, they had like progressive discounts. They kept adding stuff. This year, it was kind of just. They had their clearance section, and then they had their 35% off sale that had a set selection of items, and that was it. It, it never expanded any. Did you uh, Rachel Salinas is guessing 60, 65 for the SMS. I think that's probably <laughs> yeah. fair, you yeah. know, judging from the trouble bubble. Yeah, it's probably um, going to be yeah about trouble oil price, maybe a little bit, maybe little, a little more. I think yeah, and it's because it's, it's going to be large. It's it's weird to to say this because the trouble bubble does seem very large for what it is, but the SMS is bigger. Mm. And think about how big those missiles are. Those are what a good ten inches probably. Those yeah. alone are are very large items. I'm going to have to hmm. clear out room on my his tank shelf over there now for i him. have just enough room on my his tank shelf <laughs> for that sms unless it's much bigger than i think it's going to be uh but i have to hang my right now my trouble bubbles are behind my hiss i still haven't hung them from the ceiling yeah i've got my trouble bubbles up on a little clear stand right by the hiss right now so that's where like my cobra vehicles are all hanging out but i'm gonna have to make some changes uh no, rachel says nine inch missiles oh. uh, which which is not as good as nine inch nails but right. we'll take them uh and then Real my quickly, other story so we've because oh, we ahead, have talked about the um the whole ross thing and all of that so today i stopped by the target that is by my house um and still they got plenty of 
Python Patrol, Copperheads, plenty of rippers. And all of a sudden, they have three uh, Slaughter's Marauders barbecues on the rack, a Tomax, and a Tiger Force Outback. Whoa. I also noticed in the Marvel Legends section a lot of the figures that had been clearanced out, you know, before Christmas. Right. Were on the shelf again. Were they and, and the they funny were thing price? is well, they've been they've been wiped out from the system. Cause I went to grab an extra egghead to make Dr. Venom, and when I got more up on there, that more on that later. When I got up to the register, he wouldn't scan. And and the very nice attendant was like, oh, this this shouldn't have been out. This isn't ready to be released yet. And I was like, this was released <laughs> like at the beginning of last year. It's kind of old. So she was actually really nice. And she rang it in. Um, I guess like the secret invasion wave is on clearance now. Okay. And so she rang it in at seven ninety five. Nice. But I was thinking the same. I'm like, all these people that bought these classifieds from Russ are taking them back to like the WalMarts and the Targets that don't ask but for if, a receipt. And but if they're not in the system, I don't think they can take them back. They are. I don't know. Or I mean, they're at least not stuff... in the system for sale. Or was that stuff that was sitting in the stock room and they're clearing out for inventory? Oh, that's what I'm thinking. That's a, yeah. That's my guess. Possibility. Uh, so my one other little piece of toy related story is I want to share with you guys the dumbest thing I've ever done related to toy collecting. So a few nights ago, we're sitting upstairs. The missus and I are relaxing, watching something that we can kind of just halfway pay attention to. You know how sometimes you just put something on to zone out and relax after a work day. Uh, I'm scrolling through my phone. I'm looking through Walmart because there's a new series of WWE figures called Monday Night Wars, where they're doing a lot of WCW and uh, WWE figures from that era. Um, and up pops... A Mr. America Hulk Hogan, which is another figure that I've never seen at retail. Uh, I haven't seen at retail price ever. It came out months ago, and I've never seen it for regular retail price in any way. That's a figure I'd like to have because that gimmick was hilarious. Uh, and it says, signed Mr. America Hulk Hogan from Fanatics, which is legit, $27.99. And a couple years ago, they had a signed Big E figure. I think it was around the same price. It was through Fanatics. And granted, it never ended up happening, but it was a legit thing that Walmart was doing. And I thought, oh my gosh, great. I would like to have this Mr. America, but to get a signed Hogan figure for 30 bucks, heck yeah, let's do it. So I scrolled up. Keep in mind, I'm not wearing my glasses. Clicked on it. Hit by it, did the thing, and then, because this is my discretionary spending account, 
that all all my like frivolous purchases there's a discretionary spending account that gets refueled every couple of weeks i get a notification from my bank that i've overdrafted and i was like what what just happened and i realized because i didn't have my glasses on the 27.99 that i saw was actually 279.99 <laughs> <laughs> And I had just bought a two hundred and eighty dollar Hulk Hogan figure. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, this is through the Walmart app. I immediately went in, canceled the transaction. Like five seconds later, it was back in my account. It, they canceled it, no problem. Uh, so I am not the proud owner of a two hundred and eighty dollar, <laughs> not even Hulk Hogan figure, Mister America figure. Uh, which, like I said, I want that figure, but if I was going to pay that for a sign, well, I wouldn't pay that for any sign figure. Uh, so that was my dumb, dumb bonehead move of the week. Uh, at least you had an undo button. You control Z yeah. it. Right. Right. Yeah. That was a, that was a tense few seconds there. And I, of course I immediately told my wife what happened and she just shook her head and said, why don't you keep your glasses on the table beside the couch and i said i'm gonna do that <laughs> yes i i did uh i did pull a velma i can't well i can without my reading glasses on like the text uh, doesn't uh, i didn't realize how bad it was but I, and i'm the opposite i actually have to take my glasses off to read because i'm Same nearsighted. yeah my my uh my lasik started going out about two days ago uh, two days ago, two years ago. I've got the transitions now, but I used to have, like, it used to be really bad because I only had the single lens, so I always had to do this to read something. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I've got uh, I've got bifocals for work, which, ironically, I don't need anymore with my new job, but uh, the just regular readers are, are fine yeah. for my purposes now. Uh, okay. Now to get back to some actual news. What a what a nonsense show this has been. <laughs> Look at Hiya. this guy. Hi, Azartan. What do you <laughs> That's what the note said. And I was like, oh, we're gonna say hello to Zartan. That's right. Hi Azartan. Hi Azartan. <laughs> look out look out for Zardy, the biggest movie of the year this year. Directed I mean, all he has by... to do is just throw on his Barbie disguise and there you go. Right. Directed by Greta Gerwig. Uh, Zardy is the story of Zartan's discovery of the world outside the Everglades. Uh, Tristan, tell us about this Zartan. So, honestly, when I first saw the the photo, um, before like that first photo that you showed was the one that was you know popping up on all the news sites, I thought, wait, why are people talking about the classified Zartan again? And then I realized, oh. It's higher toys. So I this has the potential to be the greatest Zartan figure ever made for the aesthetic that I like. I know it's not cartoony, but I love what they did with the eye makeup, how it even comes down, right? And does that little curl. The smirk on his face is like what they're doing in classifieds now. Well, this this Zartan looks like he's going to give you the bad touch. <laughs> yeah, he he is. He's very sinister. 
I can't get over the fact that his cowl looks like he's like he borrowed it from Raptor, though. What? But you cannot confuse it for hair. (laughs) That's That's true. true. Yeah, but it looks like it has feathers. Well, I mean, that's it's really just an exaggerated form of the texture that's on the classified one, though, because the classified one has a texture like that. This just looks like it's sculpted a little more. uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Deeply, I guess. But for being a three and three quarter, four inch figure, I mean, obviously, once <laughs> eventually, when we have him in our hands, um, it, the amount of detail that they have sculpted into him is so good. But I'm still waiting on my Cobra Commander, so. <laughs> Yeah, apparently it's, it's, it's turning into uh, Tiger Force Duke 2.0. Yeah, Haya seems to be really behind on that. Like they'll announce stuff. They're they're almost like independent wrestling figure companies. They'll announce things, and then like a year and a half, two years later, you have them in hand. After you've forgotten about it. But these, uh, I mean, look, these are all looking. They're they look like kind of like plussed up versions of the, the classified designs. When I think of, and listeners, I'm actually very curious uh, to hear what you all think. But when I think of the 25th anniversary line, which is mostly my go-to, not a lot of good Zartan figures came out of that. I think the best ones that came out were the, uh, like the, the ones, not necessarily the movie versions, but the ones related to the movies. They did that one that was like a desert one that had mm-hmm. the staff with the, like, that one was great, but yeah, that, well, and the, the classic looks are, there's, uh, the hall of heroes the hall one of is thing. good. That's what I was thinking of, but that also- one's so good. I bought an extra one just to keep in the box, which I wish I'd bought that whole they ended up at Marshall's, I think. Mm. And I wish I could have found a whole extra set of them, but I didn't because my assumption was, well, this is just going to keep going and I'm not going to be able to get all of them meant on, you know, meant on um, inbox on card, whatever. Uh, and then they only did what a dozen of them. And that was it. If even a dozen, it might've been like 10, but it wasn't many. It would have been very easy to get them all. If I had known that's all there were going to be. Mm. Because that would that would be a nice little collection to have, mint. Uh, and then we get Hiya Spirit. <laughs> Noel, you want to talk about this spirit a little bit? Well, once again, we have something that looks very reminiscent of the classified version. Um, uh, we we have that same aesthetic where. He does throw back to the classic look, but we're missing things like the loincloth. Um, but yeah, I, again, I saw this and um, I, I I knew uh, you know this is this is going to be another one that has that's going to you know we're going to we're going to be talking about quite a bit because it's a very cool looking figure. I obviously I'm not collecting these, um, but this is probably of the ones that I've seen. This might be my favorite thus far. Yeah, this there's something about the way they did the colors on this one. It just looks really, really good. I also like the environments they've put it in. It mm-hmm. it fits into those really nicely. And there's 
I don't know how to something about the profile of this one. I'm not going to say it looks better than the classified figure, but it it has more artistic impact than the classified figure. Mm-hmm. Maybe do you kind of get what I'm trying to say? I, yeah. I don't. I didn't even think it was necessarily like the face sculpt, although like the face sculpt is like all of them i mean it's stunning but it's the little detail like the piece of hair coming out of his you know over the top of his headband it's to me it's stuff like that that just taken as a whole pushes it above the classified it just i don't know it just has a quality to it a a texture the all the washes i I don't know it just Mm -hmm. looks really really good I am curious, again, eventually when he comes out, uh, the plastic that they use for his hair. Because this is the first long-haired oh, yeah, how... in this line. So uh, how soft slash hard is it going to be? And will well, it affect articulation any? That's, I mean, then that's probably going to be similar to what they do with the, with Zartan's cowl, although it looks like it's removable from what we're looking at with the cowl. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm uh, presuming they'll both be a somewhat softer plastic. Yeah, I feel like it has to be. I would assume so. Uh, all right. So, to move on. Christian, did you have an opportunity to take a look at some numbers? I did. Excellent. So Christian is now going to run down some numbers uh, about Skybound's Energon Universe books. Uh, Christian, take it away. Yes. So uh, a, this used to be a lot easier, by the way, in the days of Comics Buyer's Guide. Rest in peace, best newspaper about comics ever uh but so duke sold duke number one sold out at seventy thousand copies already gone to a second print we don't know they haven't released yet how many is in that second printing or at least i couldn't find that information on skybound site uh cobra commander number one broke records at 80,000 copies. Now, keep in mind, this is what stores ordered, right? So it's, there still could be some that have them on the shelves, although right, right. sleeping on this, you're missing out. Um, and it has gone to second print. <clears throat> With What I mean by it broke records it is the highest selling single issue of G.I. Joe going back to the IDW days. So take that for what you will. Um, and, you know, comics nowadays, th- this is really There are books that Marvel and DC that put out that do not get these numbers. There, there are books. uh, Some of DC's top names sell like seven thousand copies. Right. Times are totally different. So let the the true test is going to be what are the numbers 
for issue number two. Right. I haven't, I didn't bother to look at any of the numbers for Real American Hero. I probably should have, but I had like this, like it's Larry Hama. Like, almost like I don't want to know because he should be able to print G.I. Joe comics as long as he wants. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm probably never going to look at real American hero numbers because we've we've said it many many times on the show. As long as he wants to write them, keep paying them. It's fine. So the other thing that I was reading that I found impressive is with okay. So you know this all started with the Void Rivals series, and then we had Transformers. And now we've had our G.I. Joe comics. Well, with Void Rivals and Transformers, after their second printings for number one, they have seen a 30% increase in sales on subsequent issues. Again, probably because people were sleeping on it. Yeah, I think you got to keep that stuff. It, it's especially these early issues. You got to keep them on shelves. You got to keep them available because I, I, I mean, just back from when I collected more comics than I do now. Which, by the way, all I collect now is the is the Skybound stuff. Um, it, I, I remember seeing a book like at number four and thinking, "Oh man, that looks really interesting. I wouldn't mind checking that out." Finding out I couldn't get three two one or maybe just one or two and thinking oh well i guess i'll come back and get the trade whenever it comes out and then completely forgetting about it you've got to have that stuff readily mm -hmm. accessible and and look i understand well you can read it digitally uh i i and a lot of people just are never going to be fans of digital comics we're, I, we're just luddite stuck in the mud i i love the legion of superheroes uh, five years later series way too much to not be excited that i'm reading my comics on an omnicrom so <laughs> that's fair enough um but so the you know i worked in comic shops up until about 2012 2013 um and Mostly what I remember, you know, when books would go to like a second printing, you'd have a few people that were getting it because, oh, now I heard the hype. But most of it would be speculators because of the different covers. So, again, the the reading that the numbers on Transformers and Void Rivals just keeps going up and up and up, I think that just bodes really really well and and the transformers stuff is doing the transformers book is doing stuff that i don't think any fan of the transformers uh universe ever thought they would be reading well and that's look when you've got a big relaunch like this i think that's the kind of stuff you have to do you have to yep. you have to take your shot and hope that the loyal fans will stick around to see what you're doing and not just write it off. And I've, I have seen some negative, uh, I wouldn't say reviews, but negative comments about Cobra commander. Number one. Oh yeah. Online from Joe fans just saying, you know, it's not 
their cup of tea or they just hate the concept of Cobra Law so much that as soon as they flipped through the book and they saw that reveal, they just didn't even bother reading it. And and I'm telling you all now, don't don't let that stop you from reading this because it's the, not what you think. Yeah, it's the way that not it's not G.I. Joe Cobra Law. Well, and it's just the the way that Cobra Commander is involved with it is compelling. Check out our full review available yeah. wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and also, oh, wait, no, the uh, you have to be at audiblearmy.com to see the video version. That did not get published uh, on the Needless Things YouTube channel. So audiblearmy.com for the full video review of Cobra Commander number one. Uh, speaking of G.I. Joe comics, we got to talk a little bit about Real American Hero number 303 that came out on the 17th. We've all had the opportunity to read it now. I still absolutely love the art in this book. Mm -hmm. uh, I want a Serpentor Khan figure now. Yes, I, I was getting ready to say every image of Serpentor Khan. I'm just like, this character is awesome. And yeah, I, I want a figure. I have to wonder, though. Like, I understand that they had to pay off the big dramatic, uh, the, 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 uh, um, Chekhov's mutant bomb, I guess you might call it. But why are they even mutants? Like, this is really making no difference whatsoever in their behavior or anything else. Well, I... although Chris Mooneyham is getting to draw some weird, like, Cthulhu vipers and stuff. Yeah. And, and, oh man, I would just, I, I hope one day we do get to interview Larry because I'm, I'm curious if all the years of writing G.I. Joe having to incorporate, you know, toy names and figures into it, is that why every single time the ninjas were on panel, some, they refer to them as, blue ninjas and not yeah. just ninjas like it does seem that that hasbro maybe has a little more direction here because i mean we talked about they gotta it. sell that amazon set since nobody well, yeah, yeah right but we also <laughs> talked about the fact that duke for the first time is for front and center in a larry hama comic true um i, I think that's unusual well you know what i say for the first time I did not keep up with the IDW stuff, so I don't know if Duke had more presence, but he is absolutely front and center in this one. I I liked the idea of the new bats that the panel of the guinea pig inside the surgery thing. That was how creepy. he did his screaming face. I that gave me chills that was very hellraiser yeah <laughs> but yeah. rachel salinas now the precedent has been set zombies on hover rounds is a thing <laughs> and we we need we need a toy of that mm -hmm. we need the zombie assault hover round uh although i do have a question yes i don't know that i can answer it well i maybe rachel will <laughs> because I, I yeah the end of the idw stuff i wasn't keeping up with um a few issues here or there <clears throat> but 
Dawn that sneaks in to see her parents. Is that Snake Eyes Dawn? Yeah, it's Dawn yes. Moreno. Okay. Yes. Yeah, her parents are Cobra citizens or whatever. Citizens I don't, of Springfield. Or yeah, I don't know the whole they, backstory, yeah. but that's a thing. So I read the letters column, and I, I do enjoy having a letters column again that's by being handled by an editor editor in chief that's enthusiastic and like answering questions and having and fun it's with called it. postbox the pit again too so that's yes. great uh but he mentioned that putting wade's head which we pointed out putting wade's headband on uh throwdown putting that on after he died was something that the artist just threw in there it wasn't in the script he just thought it was a nice thing to do. So now going forward, that's going to be the depiction. Nice. That's good because otherwise he would just be the same just... exact picture as Snake Eyes. <laughs> as well, we no, learned because, from... <laughs> because now, now Snake Eyes is just a dude in boxer shorts. <laughs> Who talks? Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on. Now, we cannot get into spoilers for Duke number two. Because it has not been released yet, and Skybound has asked that we do not uh, share any information about it uh, as of right now. But I will say this. Boy, was it fun. And it is very clear where the design directives are coming from. And I like that. I'm glad for that. Because synergy is good for all brands. I can't wait till we get to review it. I'm just going to leave it with, I might have a new second favorite Joe oh. behind <laughs> Shipwreck. I, yeah, there was, we, we may have to do just a full review of this issue. Like, even if it's only like 20 minutes or so, mm -hmm. we, we may have to get together and do that because it, there's a lot to talk about. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it comes out this Wednesday, the 31st. I recommend everybody, first of all, check out Duke number one, but go to your local comic shop and grab your copy of Duke number two, because this, this is going to be a ride. Noel, did you get a chance to read it yet? Yeah, I did a real quick read through of it. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> I, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I'm definitely looking forward to going back and reading it again. And especially if we're going to do another uh, full review of it. Yeah, I, th I think we have to. I think we're gonna have to find a night this week to to get back together and and do a Duke review because it was, man, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, and I, I love. I'm loving the the art is very throwback for me. I, the, I I commented on that in the first one, and I just really like the way that it has a distinct look, and then the Cover Commander book has its own distinct look. Um, <clears throat> But, but they, they don't contradict they, each other, right? But they fit Either like right. they fit together. That tonally, they fit the stories they're telling. Yes, yes, yes. And well, even real American hero, like mm -hmm. all of the Joe art has similar aesthetics, but it is also all distinct, right? Which is really great, really impressive, and again, synergy. Uh, all right. Well, it is time now. For the segment where the Audible Army tells us what we're going to talk about. If you follow Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, and you should, 
uh, then every single time we're gonna do, we're going to do a live stream, we put up a post that says "Sound Off," where we ask you what you want us to talk about. And at audiblearmy.com, we put up an Audible Army exclusive sound off where you'll get uh, priority pickings uh, for us discussing your topic. So our first sound off comes from audiblearmy.com and is from Mandalorian Jedi. Mandalorian Jedi says, if Audible Interlude could have a dream piece of branded merchandise to sell, what would it be? Look, isn't the answer the shovel? The tactical, <laughs> the tactical <laughs> shovel is happening. So that's off the table. We're we're talking dream branded merchandise. Now, a new run of hats is should be here before the end of next week. Audiblearmy.com is going to have first crack at those, uh, and then I will bring whatever's left over to Toylanta with me, where I guarantee they will be gone. Um. We've got T-shirts. I think something that I would the, 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 and look dream merchandise, not not something that's easily attainable, not the uh, not the audible interlude stamper that was a complete and utter failure, <laughs> um, because I ordered it from some cheapo place and the stamp's not deep enough to work. Uh, my dream would be reaction style figures of us complete with card art file cards because i don't yes of course o-rings would be great but we're not the three of us are not like action people i think we're personally more (laughs) our accessories are chairs yes we're personally more suited to the reaction style we don't need all those points of articulation in our figures um so I, I would love some reaction style figures, I think. And I think that's just more doable than than O-Ring, but maybe not. I don't know. What what about you guys? What's a piece of merchandise you think would be great? I mean, look, all of the big influencers have their own energy drink now. So I think an audible interlude <laughs> energy drink, audible energy is the way to go. <laughs> And we could just have it up, you know, just sitting in front of it the whole time, you know, just the, as product placement whenever we're doing a live stream. Rachel Salinas says we should have headphones. Uh, <laughs> if, if we could work up a deal with Turtle Beach, uh, I love Turtle Beach's products. So if we could get some some of their interchangeable uh, outer shells, that would be great. Yeah, see, that's what my my mind keeps going back to in the 80s as kids what were you know the the extra sort of things that would get released that you always thought man i wish i could have that so i feel like it either has to be an audible interlude lunchbox Mm. where we have photoshopped our heads onto like the classic joe um art no 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 photoshop we want full art well we because well, yeah, someday but you know what i mean like someday like we're gonna we find are... that artist that can do gi joe right. style art it'll happen <laughs> or four-wheeled roller skates with the audible 
interlude logo no, on with them. our faces on them like the old <laughs> batman ones exactly I feel <laughs> it's just kitschy enough that like if you're at a convention and you see somebody skating around on their audible interlude roller skates, oh, like yeah. that's that a would, conversation that, starter. Amazing. I like it. All great ideas. Inter the energy drink, uh, Yorktown Joe says too many energy drinks could lead to audible intermission breaks. Let me tell you how close we come every <laughs> single episode to that being a necessity <laughs> anyway, even just drinking good old fashioned water. So uh, yeah, that's a very good point. Ooh, audible interlude underoos. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I, I'm not going to get into it right now, but Needless Things uh, had a promotional deal with underoos years ago when they first relaunched, and they completely fell through on their end. I did a big contest and everything, uh, and they, like, ghosted me. It was pretty disgusting. If we really were disgusting, we could tie all these things together and have the audible interlude underoos be adult underoos. Then we wouldn't have to have intermissions. Well, no, that's what these. The, oh, not <laughs> <laughs> audible. Audible depends. Uh, Rex Shout out to all our adult babies out there. <laughs> as much as I love our show, even I don't love it enough to put to to spend classified vamp money. Look until uh, until we get this on it. Until we get the bathroom back downstairs, it's been out of commission now for seven months. It was supposed to be three weeks. Oh my I have gosh. to go all the way upstairs and across the house to go to the bathroom. When we take our intermissions. Oh, you know what? I really like this. Actually, this actually okay. This might be the winner. So Kevin Riddle says Audible Interlude Podcast Playset with working microphones. All right, we're gonna throw the working microphones out immediately. But what if we were able to do? a cobra missile command base like a cardboard audible interlude playset that would be really cool i would i, I would dig that that would be because it's something that you could just sort of stick in the background of your joe collection uh i like that idea okay moving on Sneezy the Squid commented on an older sound off, but I caught it and printed it up to talk about this week. What G.I. Joe crossover would you like to see? I'd like classified MCU. Maybe the Joes are a reaction to S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Sunbow TMNT with the Turtles becoming honorary Joes. And Action Force. Hi, Christian. James Bond set in 68, of course. Um. We, I mean, we've we've kind of talked about this kind of thing before. I want, and this is inspired by Lacroix Toys, who has done. I don't know if it's all of the sculpting for Strike Force Alpha, but a lot of it at least. Uh, follow Lacroix Toys on Instagram, and they post the most incredible customs I've ever seen in my life in any format. They're O-ring versions of like Magnum PI, Axel Foley. Uh, I think he did a Jack Burton, if I'm remembering correctly. But I want an episode, a Sunbow episode with Thomas Magnum in it. I want the Joes to be in Hawaii on vacation. And Thomas Magnum starts hitting on Lady J. 
and we get a whole thing, but they end up having to work with Magnum and TC and Rick to uh, solve whatever Co- Cobra is trying to open a resort. They're trying to open Braca Beach in Hawaii. <laughs> that's that's my crossover that I want, and I want figures uh, sculpted by Lacroix Toys uh, of of everything. I want Roadblock in a speedo. I want Lady Jane in a bikini. I want Flint in his in his jams. Uh, all jams. of them. Jams. <laughs> I want all of that. That's my that's my crossover. What about you guys? Noel, you go first. <sighs> yeah, I wish I'd had. I wish I'd seen this ahead of time because I would have. Uh... I mean, I've got one, but yeah, go ahead because I. I mean, I I know I've said things before, so I don't want to rehash anything. Well, really, really quick, right. we'll we'll let Jeff Butler jump in with Lieutenant Falcon meets Sonny Crockett. oh my gosh it's like the mirror verse of joe um no yeah i i don't want to use any of my previous answers so the first thing that popped into my head for for whatever reason uh i want a crossover between G.I. Joe and the Brady Bunch Variety Hour (laughs) where Joe has shown up and, you know, Scarlet, Snake Eyes, Cold Slither, everyone is making cameos and dancing. And at the end, Cobra Commander, you know, comes out, sings Cold Hearted Snake, <laughs> and then which we is, question which is, all of our life choices. Which did make uh was that was it me or was it you that chose it for uh, our GI Joe the movie soundtrack? Oh. I think it might have been me, but I was like it came out a year too late for the movie. <laughs> uh, so just because this is the way that I I used to play with my my GI Joe figures as a kid. I like when they weren't being GI Joes. They also were my their own wrestling uh, organization that I you know I gave all my GI Joe figures an alternate personality that was a wrestler, and they I had little stories in my little Bendy's ring. So I mean, I've always thought that the GI Joe wrestling thing could cross over a little bit, and you already have your foot in the door with Sergeant Slaughter, so maybe you expand the Sergeant Slaughter's Marauders idea, where he brings in a whole bunch of um, WWF superstars yes. from the eighties. I love uh, that. Forces. I love that more than the actual Marauders. Like, make the Marauders like Ricky Steamboat. Um, okay, who? Real quick, real quick. Let's do it. Let's do. Slaughter is obviously one of them, and then he's got five Marauders. I say Ricky Steamboat. I mean, would it would it be the people who he actually was hanging out with in real life at the time? No, I would just say wrestlers. No Don Kernoodle. <laughs> no, nobody wants nobody wants that. Hacksaw Jim Duggan would be a Marauder. Oh, yes, yes. With his big two by four. I think Jake the Snake Roberts could possibly be on the other side hanging out. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, Even though he was a good guy during a lot of those years too. 
Yeah, but I mean, he's the snake. He's got one well, uh, at the when the Piper figure came out, he had been mostly a baby face for quite some time. So it's fine. They can. So we've got Piper and Jake the Snake on the other now, side. Is Captain Lou there because he's been demoted for being a troublemaker too often? <laughs> he's Cap- he's got to be in Sergeant Lou now. <laughs> yes, Cap- <laughs> Captain Lou is kind of just the the talker guy. Yeah. I, th- I think Junkyard Dog needs to be in there somewhere. Yes. 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 So we've got Captain Lou, Junkyard Dog, Hacksaw, Ricky Steamboat, um, Wendy Richter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's throw Wendy Richter in there. I like it. That's great. I love it. I actually like it. No, I like your idea as its own show. Yes, Even. that's what like, well, that needs a theme song. <laughs> like they all live, you know, in a boarding house and go <laughs> like on <monkeys>? wacky adventures. <laughs> like not serious Sergeant Slaughter, because you're they're fighting wrestling villains with Cobra. So Yeah, I was actually picturing all of this animated. As we were talking about it, not uh, rock and wrestling animation because no, that's not that the was best. Dick, I learned, or Deke. that was Deke. Yeah, that was Deke. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah so it's... that says it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's everything you need to know. Brad Garrett is Hulk Hogan. That's right. Uh, all right. Also, Triptychon from the Transformers. Wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tomlin.ken commented, Hasbro approaches the three of you and says, you each get to create a brand new Joe and Cobra classified character figure. What's their specialties, code names, weapons, accessories, overall look? You guys get the idea. What are your new Joe and Cobra figures? This is a tough one. And I'll be honest, I did a screenshot of this and hadn't thought about it since. So this is, I'm actually as taken off guard by this as you guys are. Um, We might have to table this one and come back to it. Well, you know, I, I've, I've shared here before, at least internally, my Joe characters that I created when I was a kid and actually yes. catalogs for mm-hmm. and everything. So I've got a couple that I could, you know, I could easily, there's a couple of them that I was like, they might still hold up if I were to apply them, maybe with a couple of changes from let's, when I was 11 years old. Let's can, save this for our next segments episode. We can do, we can revisit this. Uh, and we are also, a few episodes ago, we had a challenge to come up with an 80s set G.I. Joe movie that we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll come back around on both of those probably next week. Uh, all right. Hillbilly Harper, missed y'all at Winterfest. Yeah, Winterfest was not in the cards for us, but everybody stay on top of that group to have us out at the July version of their G.I. Joe convention. Uh, it's, It's something that I'm aware of and we can potentially put on the calendar. So keep an eye out for that. I did see a lot of pictures from Winterfest, though, and it looked like it was a great time. Silent interlude. What do you speculate about the assortments that Super 7 will do? Will there be six new figures per wave, more or fewer? Variants like they have done with basically all of the five POA troopers. Yeah, I think... What do you guys think? I think think it's going to be... Oh, go ahead, Noel. I was going to say, I think think that they've got a pattern they've established, and I don't think they're going to stray too far from it. Yeah, I agree. 
I think it's going to be fewer, actually. Really? I do. When I... Looking at most... Uh, not reaction, but like a lot of the other... Um, waves that that super seven does and just with some of the more recent interviews with brian flynn and some of the other cats i'm i i'm leaning more towards i think it'll be four really wow to, come but at, you... to test the waters now as far as variants super seven that's their bread and butter they're yeah and yeah. i don't mean this yeah. in a bad way they're going to get their money out of those molds and that's perfectly fine with me um but yeah i it well, may we, very well be six but my gut for some reason is is thinking it's gonna be like four so wait they've well, been the target doing leak the target leak did was only four that we know of because we got the cover girl the snake eyes raymar and duke so the the reaction waves have been six face characters and two troop builders, right? Or has it been four face characters? No, it's been six face characters and two troop yeah, builders. Yeah, it's been six. I... Well, but it's then... been six plus two. Hasn't it? Well, Hang the on, way I'm they looking, I'm looking the now. The way they handle the waves confuses me because according to them, it's like they're only on wave seven, but all those giant massive troop builder sets that they put out apparently didn't count as waves yeah i don't well and that's the troop builders were considered separate so how their waves have you been know, they one put their two, life on the line just one two three four like five six yeah characters it has been each wave of super seven has been six face characters for example cobra commander destro baroness snake eyes scarlet quinn and then two troop builders with variations now they stopped doing the variations on the troop builders but so eight total figures in a wave yeah, so i, I think, think gonna get that i think you might be right they may do four face characters and two troop builders that i could see that making a lot of sense yeah they just they granted i haven't watched the newest Brian Flynn interview with Pixel Dave. But the stuff he's been saying on like the Thundercats interviews and like I said, some of the other channels, it's the stores are not buying like they used to, which we have commented on. Like everybody is course correcting at this point and they need to knock this out of the park. Not that like they're in any trouble or anything, uh, but but he was saying about how, and this kind of surprised me. With reaction, you can have a wave that breaks even, and do another wave to see. Right, if right. The fandom is there. I, I saw or, this or yeah. not. You can't you're going to have two chances. Mm -hmm. and, and if one of those two chances does not see a profit, then 
So I think, but yeah. see, that also makes me wonder if they need to offer a larger assortment per wave to really hook people in, to show confidence in the brand and to get people more excited about, oh, look, there's a lot of stuff to buy, as opposed to it looking like Super 7s being timid about this new thing that they're putting out. Possibly. Or, or maybe they'll do more frequent waves. Yeah. I think because more I know... frequent more frequent uh, waves with less figures per wave I think would be smart like release the same number per year mm-hmm. but split them up differently. Uh yeah, I've heard the same thing and I'd love to get some verification. Kevin Riddle says uh he hears Brian Flynn may be at Joe Fest this year. That would be amazing. I hope that's true and I hope I hope that uh I am able to communicate with Brian Flynn in some way at some point. I have been trying now for 12 years and maybe (laughs) this is my chance uh all right well i think that covers sound off do you guys have a joe and tell i know it's been forever since we've done one i've been putting it on the notes every single time but then we usually end up skipping out on it because we've gone so long yeah, I have. I, I mean, I have. A, I have a standby that uh, you know I was going to use last time that we skipped as well. But uh, okay, well let's yeah. uh, let's see it. Well, this is actually it. it kind of ties into the last thing I talked about with the crossover because I've been been going through and paring down some stuff. Every once in a while, you realize you've got too much stuff and you do have to purge it. Ridiculous. Um, I know, I know, but I'm running out of room to store. So actually, I've got, I've been selling Lego stuff off, but I've also been looking for just some other things that I'm just like, this is taking up space. I'm not doing anything with it. It's just been under a table for, you know, for years. So I did finally uh, pull out, because I've had these forever, my my good old-fashioned LJN, um, as I believe you've, I've, I've heard the term donkey clubbers. Because um, these are very uh, weighty uh, vinyl figures. Or PVC. Like the, uh, the magnificent Morocco is the one that you chosen. To, to well, he was the he was the one on the top of the of the list. There, um, I got my I got my Greg the Hammer. Oh my Greg. gosh, you're only going downhill. <laughs> wait, wait, All pull right, that well, Greg. Wait, wait, pull that Greg the Hammer back out. Here, here, we'll we'll go, we'll go relevant to the world yes, of GI Joe for a moment with our rowdy, our hot rod. Uh, let's, where's Greg? Let's see, let's see that hammer again, Noel. Here's here's the so, hammer. Look, everybody had everybody had a uh, gym teacher that looked like this, <laughs> and it was probably a lady. Yes. Hey, look, I can complete my dream team as well because I got old that brother Brutai. Nobody's dream team. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we also had a this. He's very small, but this is a bendy of uh, yes. Captain Lou. Um, and I've got I've got a couple of the other bendies. I'm so excited! Um, WWE has signed Captain Lou to a Legends deal, so we're getting new Captain Lou toys. Somebody oh. who could have made his way into the world of GI Joe, possibly at some point. Do you know there are three different variations of that Corporal Kirshner? I do, and one of them is worth a ton of money. Yeah. I, um, I can't remember which one it is. Yeah, I've got my my good old Mean Gene. Mean Gene. Good old Mean Gene. But so the one thing that is kind of the prize of this, and did I move her out? Oh, I did not. So I do have. It's so hard to navigate these things in this bin. Uh, somewhere in here, I got my Macho Man. Um, 
But to go along, I actually have a very rare thing right here because yeah. I've got my Miss Elizabeth figure with the skirt. This skirt right here goes for like $75 with on its own. gold skirt. Yeah, gold skirt. With what is it? Pink is the other one. Is it? Is it pink? I, I don't know. Can't. I can't remember. There's a different color one though, but I think the gold one is the rare one. The elastic is obviously. Come, sorry, you're looking oh, right sure, down, sure. right down her cleavage there. <laughs> uh, this is a family show. <laughs> I mean, it's Miss Elizabeth. Her elastic is has has loosened up a little bit over the years, as the elastic tends to do. Sure. Um, but you know, if but you remove this, you have a figure that was highly inappropriate for children back in 1986. Uh, yeah, or 87 very weird decision out. on that one. Yeah, I've got the uh, you know the father of uh, the Viper oh, there. Oh man, good old Cowboy Bob, uh, Shiki baby. Oh, there's there's Macho. Yeah, that that Macho man would be in my personal action figure Hall of Fame. Ah, uh, yes. Like he he is a top 10 all-time action figure and i have i have him in bindi as well in here somewhere so nice oh and then are uh, these are you're keeping these or you're getting rid of these well i was trying to decide um oh man as i as i go through them i'm like man these 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 hold so much uh so much nostalgia for me even though they've just been sitting in a bin for so long great yeah the the and so these these often made their way into to to play with Joe because they're yeah, little, yeah. almost a scale. The bendies are about four inches. So yeah, they're a little bigger um, as they should be. Yeah. So making decisions on whether or not I am going to sell them. I actually am close to reaching the amount that you can sell on eBay in one year without getting hit by the IRS. So I might have to hold oh. off if I do sell them anyway. So. Oh, well, anyway. Um, yeah. Just some Very stuff. Nice. The, 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 the Elizabeth was the one that uh, was kind of the, Oh, this is, yeah, that's a big deal. Pretty amazing that I still have the skirt. Uh, all right. Well, I've got, I'm going to Christian, I'm going to scoop your heat here. <laughs> you mentioned earlier that you bought a, an egghead. Well, I got on clearance, the banner and Hulk two pack. So I used the oh. banner body. And the uh, that fits even better because he's right. Really the colors skinny. look very like '80s Marvel. Yeah. Um, so what the heck head is this? I can't remember now. It's the Doctor Doom Secret Wars. Right, head. right, yeah, yeah. The Secret Wars Doctor Doom head uh, on the uh, yeah the banner body, which the head is a little too big, and it completely makes the neck disappear. But it's it's a pretty darn good Dr. Venom. I mean, I don't see them really doing him in... There we go. It finally focused on it. I don't know that I see them doing him in Classified. So this one will uh, do just fine for, for a while. I like it. All right. Christian, hopefully I didn't completely steal... No, thankfully you reminded me of what mine is. Oh, um, okay. So, as I am wont to do pretty frequently and mention it pretty frequently, I love to go on eBay and just kind of see what people are doing. And I went down a rabbit hole of 3D printed Joe stuff. And, you know, I see a lot of the vehicles that people are doing, and it's really awesome. And that led me down a deeper rabbit hole because, my gosh, if you get onto Etsy, the 3D printing 
variety yeah. of 3D prints is is even bigger. Um, so there is a seller. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. Let's see if I can find their name. Pixis Designs. Uh, so they do a 3D printed classified sized flak, which is awesome. Uh, so when I started looking at their other stuff, they do a flak that will come painted in shockwave colors and it replaces the cannon front with the shockwave front. And let me tell you, that is the that we need as a GI Joe Transformers crossover. Hmm. Dude, I'm looking at this listing right. They do there's a Megatron flak. Um they've got all kinds of cool, they've got like Cybertron vehicles. Um, they've done a swamp fire in classified scale. There's all kinds of cool stuff here. Yeah. It's so uh if you are ever interested in no way. Stuff, check them out. This is a classified scale roller. <laughs> like Optimus Prime's little buddy roller in classified scale. Wow. There's some very cool. Oh, and then he's also got uh, trouble bubble stands, which I've seen those in a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, which that's I awesome. definitely need to get some at some point because using the little square acrylics um, takes up too much space. Yeah, because I've got them on the ones that you can get at like the container store, just the the shelf risers, and I just now you have wasted space underneath them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel says, Pixis does a classified Rolling Thunder on YouTube. Good lord. That's insanity. That's the size of a house. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they had... I'm going to have to look at their YouTube now. Oh, I forgot to change our banner. This was Joe and Tell, sponsored by our pal Slickalicious. Everybody check out Shop Slickalicious on Instagram, responsible for a number of our t-shirt designs. A great partner to work with. And uh, now that it's a new year, we might need a new design from Slickalicious. Wow, these uh, and these prices on these Pixis designs are actually pretty reasonable. Yeah, the, I, yeah. I thought they were pretty fair. Yeah, I mean, like there's a Swamp Fire, hundred and Fifteen dollars for yeah, you know the flak is only seventy five. Yeah, I feel like that's what Hasbro's going to charge. Yeah, but Hasbro's is going to be a mass produced, like not three D printed. Yeah, you know, but uh, but yeah, I mean, if you want a flak now, uh, if you want a Megatron flak, which looks that's awesome, what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that is all the show we've got for you this week. Our music is by Andy Samford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and on X at G.I. Joe Audible. Check out audiblearmy.com. Get show notes, early and ad-free access, video access, exclusives, all kinds of things available at audiblearmy.com that are not available anywhere else 
Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Finest? The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club, and uh, we raise money for a great organization called Canines for Warriors. And when uh, you are coming to see your Audible Interlude friends at Toylana here in a couple months, you can also drop by our booth as well, because we'll be there raising money for that show. And Christian, where can we find that toy photography that you do so well? You can find me on Flickr and Instagram under the name Legion Cub. Uh, everybody here in the chat, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, this will be available in perpetuity on the Needless Things YouTube channel. And the audio version will be uploaded at audiblearmy.com later this evening. Uh, and it will be available everywhere you get your podcast this Friday. Noel and Christian, you guys are just the best in the world because we sit down and we talk about G.I. Joe every week and it's my favorite time of the week. Until next time, you joke! Cobra Riders in the Sky <laughs> You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.